I want to bring a scripture today, and let me just read that scripture, and then uh, go back into the title that the Lord has put in my heart. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. If you're here for the very first time attending our service, welcome. God bless you. My name is Justin. I happen to be the pastor here. May the Lord bless you. If you're watching us online too, thank you so much. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. It says, Simon, Simon, uh, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail and you have turned back. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Luke chapter 22 Verse 31 is a scripture from the Holy Bible that we come across. And this is a scripture where Jesus is having a conversation with his beloved disciple that Peter is. Jesus is looking at this, uh, Peter and uh, he's mentioning this, this, this one statement. It's not a prophetic statement, but it is a statement that um, will happen in the life of Peter in the coming days. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, hey, Peter, you know what? Satan has asked my permission to sift you like wheat, to mess up your life. That's what it means, to mess up your life, to bring more trouble in your life, to, to bring more hindrances in your life, to, to just destroy you completely. And, and Satan has asked my permission to sift you like wheat. Verse 32, but I have prayed for you. Simon? That your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. And when I was reading that scripture, it just messes up with my theology and my understanding of God. Because here is, and if we also see another passage in the scriptures, when the devil, Satan, goes to God and asks him, Hey, you know what, God, you have protected Job. There's a hedge of protection around Job, and that's why I can't do much harm in his life. And he always is devoted to you. He worships you because you've been doing this in his life. Here's another portion, similar story, another portion where the, the devil, Satan, is asking Jesus and taking his permission to sift the life of Peter, to destroy him. But Jesus said, hey, you know what, Peter, but I have prayed for you. If it, was, if it was me, I would say, God, please don't pray. You are the God, the creator. Just come back and take him out of the room. Take him out of the space. You know, like get him out of the equation. I don't want to go through any trouble in my life. You are the Alpha and the Omega and we have heard of all the preachings that, God, why do you have to give him permission to bring more trouble in my life? Are you with me, church? There might be a lot of people here and as a pastor, get uh, you know, all these questions that people ask me, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why am I going through this painful experience? Why did this divorce happen in my life? Why did this family walk out of my life? Why? I'm trying to do good, but everything turns around against me. I'm trying to be the nicest person in the room, but nobody understands what I'm trying to accomplish. And why am I going through a painful experience. If I could ask this question in this room, how many of you like pain? You would say, Pastor, I don't. We don't. Nobody wants to go through that experience. But is it the reason that 
we don't like pain and it simply is because there is no purpose attached to a pain. See, if you see a purpose attached to a painful environment, you will go through it. Because while you go through it, you know that the end outcome is glorious. Like a lady who's, who's, who's like a woman, her mother who's, who's pregnant for nine months, carrying the burden of a baby growing in her womb for nine months, three different semesters, three different trimesters, I would say. As, as she is going through that situation towards the end of the journey, when you actually see that little one in your hand, you forget the pain. Why? The joy of that painful experience is seeing the little one in your hands. Are you with me, church? The reward. There are a lot of people that I know who do CrossFit and, 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 and they just love it. I hate it. I remember two years ago when I went to the gym for the very first time, this guy said, Justin, I'll, I'll get you on your perfect shape in the next three months. I'm like, wow, I love it. Three months and I'm done? Love it. Okay, so he asked me to do all this stuff for the next three minutes. Man, I tell you, I collapsed there. Have you ever been in those places? He asked me to do everything that I've never done in my whole life for the next three minutes. And I'm like, I need help now. And the guy said, no, you need to go again. And he made me do some more stuff. I'm like, I'm dying right now. I said, I, I need water. He said, there's the fountain. You can go drink. I'm like, I'm dying. I can't move. I need water right now. That was the end of my gym life. But after a couple of years, you know, like I, I wanted to go back because uh, uh, I don't fit into any of my old clothes. Some of these nice clothes, I don't fit into it. I'm like, I need, a, I need to go back. Uh, uh, you know, like work on my eating habits and work on uh, my, my discipline. And, 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 and I tell you, I feel so happy that I get back on my clothes that I bought like 10 years ago. Purpose attached to the pain enables you to move on when you actually go through those painful experiences. When actually Peter is hearing this uh, conversation with Jesus, having this conversation with Jesus right now, Peter responds back to Jesus and say, Lord, I will never ever deny you. You know, you, you see those portions when you read through Luke chapter 22 and you see Simon Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that when you turn your back and you come back to me, you will encourage your brothers. Listen, there's going to be a season where the enemy is trying to pull you apart and put confusion in your life. But the good news is Jesus knows the outcome. When you come back, I know you're going to come back. I know the outcome of the story. All you see right now is page number one when you are facing the trials of life. But can I just tell my church today and encourage you, he is the author of the book. When you know the author of the book, he knows the end of the very beginning. He doesn't have to go through the scriptures and live at a daytime and know and understand and then pen the story. He has already penned the story even before the foundations of the world were set in order. Even before our parents have agreed to conceive us. God knew our story. He knew our story. He is the author of our life. And that's why Jesus encourages Peter, hey, you know what? Though I know you might go through a season of challenge where you will question your own faith. In fact, you are going to deny me. How many times? Three times. What's the response of Peter? Peter says, God, I am your best man. I am, I, I support you. 
You, we, we all want to have that friend in our life that that's no matter where we are at in life journey, but we want to have that friend in our life who will be our confidant, who will be our support. Do you all have those friends in your life who is just your number one response that you call them no matter what? Uh, uh, then you know that they will answer you. Peter was Jesus's best aid, best best supporter. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, "You know what, Jesus? No matter whosoever walk away, not me." I'm your best support. I'm your best friend. I live and I die just with you. No matter what route you take me, I am always on your corner. I will support you. But what happens in the story? We see when we we, we read through the passages of Matthew uh, uh, chapter 16, we see that, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 26, we see that Jesus, when he's wrestling with his own mission at the garden of Gethsemane, what happens? Uh, uh, Peter comes and gets in the way of Jesus' mission and he actually chips the ear of one of the soldiers who came to arrest Jesus. And, and, and Jesus now comes back and tells, hey, Peter, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you in the way of my mission? Though I have to go through this painful experience, get behind me, Peter, because I have a mission to be accomplished. Though it is a painful experience, but I want you to watch and learn if through the pain that I travel, only then the mission is accomplished. I have to embrace what God has positioned for me and only then you can have eternal life. Moksha, eternal life comes from only one person and his name is Jesus. No other name that has been given for it. And Jesus had to go through that painful experience. Sometimes, before we react, it's always good to stay back, learn the process. You know what? Jesus had Peter close to him. Though he knew that Peter is going to mess up. But all Jesus wanted him to do is just learn the process with me. Sometimes we don't have to answer every situation that comes in our life. Sometimes we don't need to have all the comments ready to shoot up on our social media platform. Sometimes just sit back and learn the process. What is God trying to teach us in that moment? Listen, Jesus want to teach Peter here through pain. You got to know your purpose. When you know your purpose... You will go through the fiery trial of life, but you'll never quit. You had to go through that painful experience in your life. Jesus wants Peter to learn something valuable because he knows one day this is the same Peter who will go through the pain, but only if he understands his purpose, he will stand back up again on the day of Pentecost. And preach a fiery message where 3,000 people will come to the Lord. But Peter, you don't know the story that unfolds tomorrow. Because you're living your today. And when you're living your today, just understand the purpose God has for you in your pain. Through the pain, know your purpose. Listen, sometimes God's preparation comes as a packaged, uh, comes uh, packaged as pain in our life. God's a season of preparation in our life uh, uh, comes as a as, as a packaged uh, uh, comes as packaged as pain in our life. Season he, he he wants us to be prepared for what? Prepare for what? As a Christian, God wants our lives to be prepared for what? 
Can I tell you? Eternity should be the eyesight of every Christian. God wants us to be prepared for an eternal life that you and me, we have began in this journey with Jesus. Are you with me, church? That our eyesight is never diminished of anything that we see in the world, but is always gazing at the eternity God has promised for His children. Sometimes God's preparation comes packaged as pain. It may look harsh environment right now, but maybe God is teaching us something in that season. He's preparing us in that season so that when the right time comes, you will be refined as pure gold. When the time comes, you will be that light that shines in that dark environment. When the time comes, but you have to go through that preparation time in the presence of God. Sometimes God's preparation comes packaged as pain. And it's easy to talk about pain. And you know, while I was working as a chaplain, I was in the room of a lot of people who were going through some difficult moments in their life and painful experiences. And I'm not trying to preach to them at that time. Everything will be okay. And trying to boost up the emotions. No, just trying to be real with them. What you're dealing with, I can't understand. You can talk to me, but words fail short of what I can actually understand your pain. And there are a lot of people in this room, you might be going through a season of pain right now. You can use all the words possible to make me understand, but still I may not understand everything that you are going through. But there's one person who knows everything about us, even before the season started. So as a child of God, in every given situation, we must always understand sometimes God's preparation comes in our life packaged as pain. So when you are actually going through a season of emptiness, loneliness, brokenness, betrayal, whatever it is that you wanted to accomplish, you wanted to do it, it's not working according to your plan. Maybe understand God is preparing you and His preparation comes as a package of pain. As a package of pain. Don't run away from it. Stay the course. Learn the process because the best is yet to come. In God, all things work together for His purpose and His glory. For the purpose of God, that's what we live for. Listen, Luke chapter 22, verse 31, when we read through that scripture, we see that Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. When you look to, this is just one scripture that I brought to your attention, Matthew chapter 26, where, where uh, Peter actually got in the way of the purpose and the mission of Jesus. Matthew chapter 16, uh, there's another portion where you see that Jesus actually, you know, when Peter got in the way of Jesus and his mission, Jesus was predicting his death and his uh, 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 burial and his resurrection. And, and Peter could not accept the fact that the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior would have to go through a cross, a crucifixion. Peter could not accept the fact that this sovereign Lord the author of life who's changed my life has to go and has to die. And he said, God, no, you can't die. Jesus said, no, only you can live only if I die. You will have eternal life only if I die. And Peter said, no, God, you will not. That's when Jesus looked at Peter and what did he say? He rebuked Peter and he said, Satan. <laughs> I love that portion. 
When Jesus looked at Peter, his best disciple and said, Satan, get thee behind. The word Satan there, or the way it has been used in that portion, in that conversation is that, and, and, and oftentimes I wonder how many, in our life journey, how many times God has called us, Satan, get thee behind. <laughs> Whenever we oppose the work and the purpose of God in our life that has to be accomplished only by us, God says, Satan, get thee behind. Because you don't know the full story. I know it. I have to embrace this painful route so that you can have life and life in abundance. Every scripture that I have promised for all of the created beings here, it has to come to fulfillment only if I, I am the creator, the Messiah, the Lord, the God, the author, and everything. But I have to go through the process of pain. If I don't, everything that I've said so far will fall short of the glory that God has promised for eternity and mankind that he has created. And God said, I have to, Satan, get thee behind. There's another instance where Peter's life was sifted and God had to bring him back. God knew the life story of Peter. And that's why he said, when you turn back, I want you to strengthen your brothers. I want you to gather this group together. Listen, on the day where Jesus died, Bible records and says that everybody vanished and everybody went on their own, own ways, own ways. But I'm glad that Peter had another encounter where he realized what Jesus said has come to pass. And now he has come back to the fold of Jesus again. And his scripture that Jesus promised came back to life yet again. Because on that day of Pentecost, Peter, who now has gone through the season of pain, has stood up bold enough to stand and face a crowd of 3,000 people to preach the message of hope and redemption. That only through Christ you shall be saved. And 3,000 people except to the Lord, as the Lord and Savior. The first church that was born in that area. But Peter, you had to go through that pain. When you go through that pain, know your purpose in Christ Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verse 61 to 62, 62 is another portion where actually, you know, Peter is going through this battleground of emotional Changes in his heart. It says, Lord turned. Uh, there's a story there. You know, when you, you know it, right? When Jesus was arrested and he was questioned. And there's a young girl who comes and asks Peter, hey, do you, are you, are you were with him, right? Are you the one who was with Jesus? And Peter disowned Jesus three times. After two times, after third time, the Lord looked straight at Peter. <laughs> Parents, do you have those kids with you? When they mess up, we just look at them and your kids get the... Get the point, you know? All we have to do is look straight at our kids. And there have been places where, you know, we just look straight at our Josiah. And he knows, he knows. For everybody, they be like, oh, what a loving dad. What a loving dad. But Josiah would know that his dad has a different message in that look. And I'm sure a lot of our parents here, we have done that. Especially Indian moms. Uh, you have that ability to talk to your children, even with no words said. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus looked 
at Peter. Bible says, Then Peter remembered the word the Lord has spoken to him. I pray in our worship experiences, don't be distracted, but pay attention to the look that God is giving in our life. Listen to this. In our worship experiences, don't be distracted with things around, but pay attention to the look the Holy Spirit is pointing to our life. Bible helps us to understand. And Peter remembered the word the Lord spoke to him. Before the rooster cross today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Listen to this very carefully. When he came back to the realization of his mistake, he went outside and he cried out, Lord, what have I done? See, in order for you to get back to the place where God has positioned you, there is a season of repentance that will come in your life. The beginning of revival always starts with a season of repentance. Before Peter preached the favorite scriptures ever possible on the day of Pentecost and bringing 3,000 people to the Lord, it began with a season of repentance in his life. It began with a season of realization that God, every single word that you spoke to me is coming to life and I know the best is yet to come, but I need to repent today of all and everything that I have done and I've said and I've walked away from you. I have rejected you, Lord. And I'm sure there are people in this room through our work, through our talk, through our behavior, through our communication, we have rejected the Lord out loud and clear. But I pray that during one of our worship experiences here, that the Lord's visitation comes to our life. He looks straight into your heart, lets you know, son, you are wrong, but I still love you. You were wrong, daughter, but I still got a purpose for you. As you journey through this painful experiences, the best is yet to come. Because on the day of Pentecost, I will use you who walked away. I will use you who rejected me. I will use you who mocked at me to bring the same saving words of my life so that people will accept the grace of heaven in their life. Are you following me today? I pray that this will be a surrender in our life. That when we worship Him, seek Him, look out to God, and His whole holy eyes look at our life, it makes us realize I was a sinner, but I don't have to live a sinful life anymore. I was a worse person, but I don't have to live in that shame anymore. In Him is found grace and grace for eternal life. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that in all things, God works for good for those who love Him, who have been called according to His so what? To his purpose. Pain, purpose. We will, we will go through, we will endure that pain when you know the, what's the word? The purpose. I pray that in this audience today, or listening to me, wherever you are tuning in from, we understand God, teach me your purpose. Tell me your purpose that you have for 
my life. I don't just want to live because I was born, but I want to live a life with the intentions, Lord, because I know my purpose that you have placed me here in the companies, in the schools, among the friends, in the social media, wherever you have positioned me, Lord, help me understand the purpose of yours. Romans 8.28 is a classic scripture. We know that in all things, your messy life, your walked away life, your lonely life, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. Love Jesus. Who have been called according to His purpose. Listen, don't just look at life from a perspective of pain. See your pain from the perspective of the purpose. Listen to this very carefully. Don't just look at life from the perspective of pain. When you look at the perspective of pain, you don't want to wake up that day. You're like, why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this? But believing that the best is yet to come, I don't live in sight alone. I live by faith and faith in Christ Jesus. I live my life from the perspective of purpose. What is God wanting me to do in through this season? He's preparing me for the best that is yet to come. He's preparing me for the next season that only I can shine and be the light of His glory. And some of us here who are maybe in a Bible school environment that you have put yourself in, and I was there in those situations too. I want to challenge those young ministers of God. And I know at our church here, we have a lot of young people who come for ministry within our church. And I pray that this is a platform for you to realize your purpose, your purpose, your purpose. I pray that each individual here, it might be a painful route, but know the purpose God has for you is glorious. It's wonderful and only you can accomplish. Praise the Lord. The purpose that God has for us. I've been in those places. I'm like, God, what am I doing? I ask those questions even now. Oftentimes, God, what am I doing? In fact, I asked those questions two weeks ago. God, what am I doing? It makes me understand, Justin, I have a different purpose in you and through you that nobody else has. And only you can accomplish that. Now I pray there are young people in this room who are listening to me. There's a purpose that is attached to your pain that you're going through. But God's preparation comes as a package of pain in our life. Hey, we want to be with you in those moments. Let us know how we can help you. But I wanted you to know, don't quit today. Don't quit today. Because what you can do, nobody else can ever understand. Only you can be the salt of God in that environment. I hope I'm making sense today. We just want to teach my church, know your purpose. Know your purpose. This could be the last message that I'm preaching you today. But I want this message to be in your hearts written forever. That know your purpose. Don't just live a life. Know your purpose. You can make a change. You can make an influence here. Can I have the worship team behind me? The last thing that I want to mention here is James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Another scripture portion. Can we have those screens? Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many 
kind. And I'm like, James, are you like, are you crazy? Like, consider as pure joy when I'm going through trial. But only James can help us understand. Because they lived in a world which is not like ours right now. They lived in a circumstances that was painful. They could not address themselves as Christians out in the public because they would be beheaded immediately. They lived through a season of pain and confusion and loneliness and depression. But Peter, but James encourages the church. Consider it. Pure joy. My brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let's perseverance. Finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. See, as Christians, God wants us to be a mature Christian, not just an infant Christian. Growing in Christ every single day of our life. There are a lot of people that we come across in our season today who are 30 years and Christians but still sitting down with their pacifiers. They cry about everything. And I saw a video last week which said, encouraged me. There are a lot of people in our Christian churches sitting down with their dirty diapers still 30 years old. 30 years in a Christian life. God wants us to grow. To be mature. How? When we face trials. A true child of God. Whatever circumstances he or she engulfs himself or sees himself surrounded by, we always say, God, I'm going to thank you because I now see this season of pain as a season of preparation in my life. Purge out of me everything that is not worth of eternity. Listen to this very carefully. Purge out of me everything that is not worth of the calling you have placed in my life. Like, take it out of my life. Removing something from our life is not easy. When, when you're attached to something in your life, when you're attached to something strong in your life, and that thing actually is taken out from your life, it's not easy. It's a painful process, but trust the process. Trust the process. Just surrender in the presence of God today. Listen to this. Everything happens for a reason. Wait on God and trust in Him. He wants the best for us. Exodus chapter 1 verse 12. It's another portion that I want to conclude right now. Exodus chapter 1 verse 12. Can you all rise up in God's house? Exodus chapter 1 verse 12 says, But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. I love that scripture. Exodus chapter 1 verse 12 says, but the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. You know, Pharaoh wanted to kill the whole Israelites. Pharaoh wanted to destroy the Israelites in captivity. He brought out rules to just destroy the life of every Israelite. But guess what? Bible records here, but the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. Listen, 
You might be in a season of pressure right now. You might be in a season of painful experiences right now. Nobody else can understand what you're going through. Not even your husband who lies right next to you. But brother, sister, family, God knows. The more they were oppressed, the more they multiply. The best is yet to come when you know your purpose while you're going through that painful experience in your life. God's preparation comes as a package of pain in our life. Listen to this. God's purpose comes as a package of preparation. As we look into that, don't just look to your life from the perspective of pain, but see your pain from the perspective of your purpose. God has the best for you. Peter who rejected God, Peter whose life wanted to be sifted by the enemy. Jesus said, hey Peter, when you turn your back and come back again, I want you to strengthen your brothers. But Peter, you have to go through a painful experience to know what I am going to do through your life on the day of Pentecost. Brothers and sisters, some of you here in this room right now, you're going through that season. You're going through that season. Maybe now, or maybe you will walk into that season next week or coming months. You might go through a season of, of painful experience, a painful report that you never experienced, you never expected. But listen, all things work for good in the life of God's children who love Him live according to and called according to the purpose of God. Can we close our eyes? I want to pray as I have spoken this word and I pray God that I have spoken this word today this fallen on holy ground, fertile ground in the season of painful experiences. Build them up so that God I pray, God I pray their life will transform and Father everybody who is around them will see the purpose that you are birthing out to these individuals in this room. Brothers and sisters, as we sing a song and worship God, listen, being a Christian never exempts us from pain, but it's more painful if you don't have Christ in you. Listen to this, being a Christian never exempts you from pain, but it's more difficult when you don't have Christ in your life. There's anybody who's listening to my word and you want to surrender and give your life to Jesus, I welcome you to the altar today. If you're watching me online or wherever you are, this is an invitation for receiving Jesus in your heart. Probably a believer many years, but rededicate your life. Without Christ, life is more painful. May the Lord bless you.